0: What's up, Cigar Friends? Welcome to the Cigar War Podcast. I'm your host, Carl Brown. This week, co-creators and co-hosts of the Down Podcast, Eric Josephson and Justin Heisig, tell us how a tiny comment in their first podcast episode became their calling card and a hashtag with 14,000 posts. If you haven't heard about the Burndown Podcast, It's over 13,000 downloads on uh, podcast streaming apps, 22,000 views on YouTube. These guys are a little over a year into the game. They're making amazing content. It's a lot of fun. Uh, They bring a ton of energy and young perspective to the game, but they also bring a lot of information and they know a lot about cigars. Light one up with us and enjoy episode four, Eric Josephson and Justin Heisek. I think this is going to be a fun conversation. I appreciate yeah. you guys in, in making time to do this. But yeah, um, thanks for having it, us. Yeah, it's, it's my pleasure. Before we get too deep into it, I think the important question is,
1: what are we all smoking?
2: Eric, you, you want to go
1: first? I have the Diamond Crown Julius Caesar. Classic. Always a classic. Can't go wrong. And then I have a little, a little glass of Desarrona. Oh a little a little a little sweet and a little spicy. A little sweet. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. well, after after
2: dinner, a little liqueur, a nice Very cigar. Nice. Justin, what about you? I'm in the same boat as him. A little sweet and spicy. I am smoking a Velvet Rat by oh, Drew Estate. I'm a little focus. And uh a little Grand Marnier. Very one nice. my, my one of my favorite pairings with cigars, because like Eric said, that sweet and spicy is the nice combo,
0: yep. that sweet and spicy yeah. is exactly where it's at. So I'm I'm doing the my father the Bijou, 1922. Oh. One of my favorites. Right. So I've right. been smoking this cigar for God as long as I can remember. There, there are always a bunch of them in the humidor, wow. and and then I'm pairing that today. I made myself one of my favorite afternoon cocktails. It's a, a riff on an old fashioned, but no sugar cube, and I do a lemon twist instead of the orange. So okay. mm. with Woodford, so it's a little sweeter.
2: We love we love old fashioned. Mm. Yeah, we were doing something similar to that, weren't we? Uh, with the little <laughs> lemon wheel. Yeah, in the bourbon. Yeah, that's exactly great. We're doing. It partners with a cigar so
0: well. It just adds that little bit of extra sweetness. Takes a little bit of the, sure. the heat out of the booze.
2: But. Yeah, the, you're, you're exactly right. The two purposes, right? With the takes the heat, little little edge off the booze. Hmm. And that sweet – I mean, anything with a, any sweetness with a cigar, I think it brings out the flavors in a cigar so much more. Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah. It's like cookies and milk, man. They just bounce <laughs> each other out. Exactly. <laughs> Come exactly. Come on. That's how I think of it.
0: So you guys have been doing this podcast for a year now. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. That's Thank you. fantastic. Thank you. Um, why the heck did you start doing this thing? Like what? what – how did you wake up one morning and go, you know, we should get on the Internet and make complete asses out of ourselves and smoke cigars and see if people will watch?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of uh, I mean, I'll, I'll tell I'll tell the first half and Eric, Eric picks it up after the second half. But um, we started with I mean, we've been friends for a while. I mean, I, his dad actually hired me right out of college. Um, so I've, we've known each other for quite some time and it's been we kind of hit it off right off the bat. And so we decided we wanted to do something with cigars. We we're both into cigars. I had a cigar page, Eric had a cigar page. So we wanted to do something in cigars. So we tried doing a cigar subscription service. Um, and that didn't pan out. It turns out everybody's doing them now. Um, yeah. we tried doing a cigar magazine. Um, and that didn't pan out cause magazines are a thing of the past. And then Eric wound up approaching me with the idea for the podcast. um, and then he, you know, he came up and he goes, listen, we, uh, I listen to podcasts all the time and he, he knew more about podcasts than I did. Um, and he brought me, brought the idea to us. And then the rest is history. And we just, we started up one day and, and that's, then it just took off. I mean, or well, I came with the idea was like
1: Justin said, we had a couple different avenues that we we're trying to go down that weren't really, you know, prop, not even profitable, but really a good idea to get into for us. And, um, I was just thinking of like, hey, we have like this social media platform. Like we have a decent following for like our community, our cigar community. It's very, it's very niche. And I'm like, it's not, you know, it's here today, gone tomorrow. I'm like, well, how can we make this last? Because, you know, five, 10 years from now, Instagram is going to be a thing in the past and people are going to forget about it. So uh, my, my brother got me into Joe Rogan. He got me into a lot of different comedian podcasts. I listen to like entrepreneurship and motivational podcasts. And I watch them on YouTube. And uh, I was like, listen, man, like, you do, Justin and I are in the cigar lounge all the time, anyways. This is when I lived on Long Island. I said, why don't we just do the same thing we do in a cigar lounge, but we just do it with each other in front of a camera and just see what happens. And like, the rest is history. So. We've uh, we've been fully progressing. It's been a, a fun journey. So a year later, what surprised? You? What surprised us? Well, yeah, like what snuck up on you? And you were like, I did
0: not see this happening. But either it's really great or it went really terribly.
2: Well, it's so I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing that really um, it got a lot of acceptance in the cigar community and the people that actually follow us. And it was actually just, you know, it actually happened the first episode, and it was just a gag. We were just kind of. It's something happened on accident. Eric made note of it, and it it took off. And that was called the hashtag rookie move. And I just – I happened to ash on myself. I think it was the first ever episode. He was talking. He goes – he was saying something. He goes, oh, and you just ashed all of your nice jacket. And he goes, hashtag rookie move. (laughs) And from that point, everybody that's ashing on themselves – I mean people are DMing us saying, you know, with a picture, hashtag rookie move, ash on is this a rookie move? And we have people in China, in Australia, in India sending us DMs <laughs> saying hashtag rookie move. And it was it was something that happened by mistake. I mean, nobody purposely ashes on themselves. It just happens. And then it Eric happens. pointed it out. It to all of us. And yeah, he pointed it out. He put a hashtag down, and now we've just been laughing at each other. Every time somebody does it, we make it a huge thing. We blow it out of proportion. We make sure every we point at it ten times. We make sure everybody on screen notices it, <laughs> and that just it, we didn't realize how big that small comment was going to be on episode one.
1: Yeah, I mean, I got I got family members, I got friends they don't, who don't even smoke cigars, and like they, they just say rookie move. Like, uh, I, I my apartment complex here, I had a cigar with one of the, one of my my friends upstairs, and uh, I wasn't really aware that. I you know. I told him I had a podcast, but I wasn't really aware that he listened or watched anything. And we had a cigar, and I had no ash. And then he just was like, "Did you just rookie move?" And I was like, "I was like, what?" He's like, "Yeah, rookie move." And I'm like, "I'm like, oh, so you know?" And he was with his friend. He's like, "What's a rookie move?" And he went like this whole dialogue and explaining it. And I was like, <laughs> "Like mind blown." I'm like, "This is not what I was expecting." You know? Cause wow. I I got I got the rookie move just because. Like when we were in high school and college and we were in, like you were at a party and someone like dropped a cup of beer or spilled something, you'd go, asshole, asshole. You just got some kind of chant or um, like I always say, you're such a rookie. You're such a rookie. And I, I don't know where I got that from. And then when I saw Justin do it, I was like, dude, that's a rookie move, man. Like, what are you doing? And it's just, it just turned into something fun. And, if, and then now it has a little positive stigma as opposed to a, a negative stigma. So, which, which brings me to one of the questions I ask everybody, and, and I think there's the
0: two sides, right? There's the, what's your go-to, if you're, if you're talking to somebody who's getting into cigars, what's your go-to that you're going to say, I'll smoke this, like, I'm, I'm, this, this is where you should start. What do you, what do you guys like to recommend?
2: Well, I usually ask people, so they ask me that, and I answer with a question. And I ask them, what do you like to drink? Yeah. So... If they, and 90, you know, 95, some people say, well, like, I don't drink. It's like, okay, well, what do you, you know, do you like coffee? Are you, yeah. you know, what, if you're not drinking, but you're going out, do you drink, um, do you like tea? Do you like coffee? What do you? How do you like your coffee? Do you like it dark? Do you like it light? But 95% of the time, I get an answer, okay, if you like white wine, if you go and get vodka soda, if you get, if you drink tea, you drink those things. I'm probably gonna start you with a mild cigar. Yeah. Connecticut wrap, something very mild, something very light. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe like an Oliva, um, C- Oliva series O Connecticut, right? Maybe Oliva Connecticut, maybe, right? Something very light. Someone asked me the other day, like, what are some good cigars for the golf course? Someone asked me. Mm. I was like, oh, that's
1: a good question. And he's like, I'm not really a cigar smoker. The guys I'm not worth, I aren't really cigar smokers, but we just want some good cigars for the course. For some reason, I wish them to just like Connecticut cigars in my car, of course. The light cigar, you know, and you're not really focusing on the flavors. You just, you know, it's just, it's just the feel. And, you know, I just gave him like 10 different, like, like a bunch of different Connecticut cigars. I was like, all right, my father, Connecticut, uh, Drew would stay Underground Crown Shade, uh, Oliva, Connecticut. And he's like, oh, shit, I wasn't expecting all these names. And I'm like, like 70% of these you probably find at your local tobacconist. So, and, and, he, and he did. He actually found me, he sent me a picture, he found three of them that I recommended. And it was a unique question because I'd never been actually asked what's a good cigar for the golf course. Usually I say, oh, well, I don't know what to smoke. And then you go down the line of questions. But um, he kind of gave me a, a, a synopsis of what he's looking for. And I was like, you know what? This is probably a pretty good list to make for the
2: golf course.
1: That
0: you is know, a great list. Yeah. That's, I, right? I, I thought about that before. That's a great
2: list. Fu- future podcast episode coming.
0: Yeah, golf right? course. <laughs> <laughs> Justin you take this like and, and I don't know if this is just naturally who you are or if it's a part of what you guys have chosen to do in the podcast you, you kind of have this uh, wisdom, this like professor kind of a perspective about the way you look at cigars like I can tell you're, you're like a serious cigar <laughs> nerd like you dig into this shit which I dig I'm, I'm, I'm similar in that way but like the way that you break it down and the way that you you use your platform to teach a lot, and to share with people, like, not just, I like this, but here's why you should think about this and when you should think about this. How did that start for you? Where's that come from?
2: I've developed a passion for cigars. Um, I first got into them. I've been smoking cigars since I was about 18 years old. Um, So for for 12 years, I really got into them the last, like, seven or eight years. Um, But I always had... Um, like an infatuation with, with learning new things. I always, you know, whenever w- whatever it is, if I'm doing something, I always wanted to do it myself. I wanted to learn how can I do this myself? Right. Like an we engineer. just had, we just, yeah, I, I grew up as an engineer background. I went to school for electrical engineering. Um, But I was always, I was always like, like a, like a, I don't want to say like a book book smart nerd kind of guy, but I always liked getting information for, in, for instance, our, our generator just went out perfect timing with the hurricane generator doesn't work. I'm like, all right, how can I do this myself? Like, so I'm looking on like, how can I fix this? How can I do it myself? So I kind of took that mindset of trying to learn as much as I could, whether it be YouTube videos, Googling stuff, whatever it was, I took that mindset into my passion with cigars. I said, all right, listen, I love cigars. I want to know everything there is to know about cigars. I want to learn about the leaves. I want to learn why things pair with certain things. I want to learn all the flavors, which is why Eric and I talked about on the podcast, using the flavor wheel. I want to sit there. I want to try to pick up all these different flavors because I want to get the most out of this that I possibly can. Again, we go back to spending so much money on cigars. If I'm going to spend money, and good amount of money, I mean, we smoke every single day, cigar, if you, if you buy in bulk and go for 7 $8, you're spending hundreds of dollars every single month. I want to get the most I can out of this, so I want to make sure I can get all the flavors. Where is it from? Why does why do they name it the way that they named it? I just like having that information and being able to share that with other people. Yeah,
0: I, I hear you. And, and so, my follow up question is, Eric, how do you put up with this
1: from?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: it's just a it's just a good it's just a good. Uh, I guess, you know, pairing, no pun intended, you know, because you have Justin who's like, you know, this methodical cigar wizard and I have the, I'm, I'm like kind of the guy that's like making a joke about it. But on the back of my head, I like also kind of learn like, oh, that's actually pretty fucking smart. So I'm going <laughs> to use that in my future, but I don't mind it at all. I love, I actually embrace it because it, it works, you know, works best for us. Yeah. I
2: like, I, I, I think we, we, what makes our podcast um, successful is the fact that we compliment each other so well like I I can really and I've done this right here on the podcast is I'm a storyteller I like storytelling and mm-hmm. sometimes I get my one of my weaknesses I get too, I get too far <laughs> off into the story and Eric is there to just really back in he's like all right listen the line's out too far you got to come back in a little bit <laughs> and Eric, and and he's there and he and he jokes about it. like we had this one part where I was telling a story and I was going on for like five minutes and Eric Eric looked at me he's like yeah, that was a really cool story bro But, and it literally just like, just said that one little comment and it was hilarious because he's just looking at me, he's like, I literally don't know what you said for five minutes because I was off in La La Land because you just went on a tangent, but that was a cool story, bro. And like, he'll say (laughs) something like that and he just, and he, it brings back, I'm like, you motherfucking, you're right, my bad. And it's just like, we, we go off of each other so well uh, because what, what I lack, he's strength, he's strong in and what he lacks, I'm strong in and we... We that's, that's why we clicked so well, is it, it, we're kind of like, I mean, we're kind of like a married couple. We, we really, we blend off of each other. We vibe at, off of each other. You do, and, you do. And, and
0: it shows. shows. It's, it's one of the things that makes that's made me a fan of the podcast, is I, I like the way you guys engage with each other. And, and you've got a lot of information for anybody that's listening, but you also keep it light. It almost reminds me of, like, Kramer on Mad Money, the way you get in with the sound effects. And the jokes <laughs> and the movie quotes and like you really layer it in, in in the production and I don't hear that in a lot of podcasts. Like, where did that idea come from? How did that become become a thing? I, I mean, Eric, you just bored sitting at your computer and, and finding weird ways to, no. to make your life miserable. Like, what, I mean, how does that?
1: I mean, Justin and I are huge movie guys. We quote we quote movies all day, so that played an element, but also. Like yourself, but from listening and watching podcasts and even things on social media, like you know, like you know, just you watch a bar stool or something like that. They throw in movie clips, they throw in like things from shows, and I thought that was always funny because it's relatable. And and being a movie and a very like uh, into movies and just loving music, I always find a way to correlate it and make it relatable, and uh, and it just brings a different element to it. It's just fun and it's funny. It is. It's fun. It's, you guys do a good job. That's that's all. It's all. It's just about just having fun. You mentioned that you started uh, a
0: subscription service, and that didn't pan out, which I had no idea, right? Obviously, no, yeah. nobody nobody plays the the greatest misses album, right? Like we all hear all about the success stories, but we don't hear about anybody's <laughs> entrepreneurial failures. I have plenty. They're yeah. not documented, right? Uh, so I'm curious now that you say that because it's been interesting on this podcast. I didn't intend it to go this way, but everybody that we've wound up talking to so far has had some sort of an entrepreneurial like vibe and something that they've been been engaged in in that respect, whether it's cigar related or not. Uh, and that's definitely true of my story. So there's some, some good overlap there. But is the podcast like a side business for you guys? Has it become a significant part of your business reality? Are you guys still working? Like, how's this, how's it fit into the picture? Life-wise for you?
2: Well, it started... It really started as, as just a hobby for two of us. I mean, like Eric said, we had both had cigar pages. We both loved smoking cigars. And Eric was familiar with podcasting. I was familiar with YouTube. And we decided, you know, let's just, you know, we always hang out. We do it. We have a cigar. We talk about whatever. Let's film it and create something from it. And then as we're slowly progressing throughout the, our journey, we realized that they could this could be something real. This could be something legit. And we're starting, we're at that point now where we're turning this into our quote unquote side hustle. We both still work full time. Um, but the goal of this is to eventually transition into this being it. It started as a hobby. It's transitioned into a side business now. Um, and we're just excited to see what we can turn this into. And eventually if we can step away from working full time, I mean, that's the goal, but Really, our whole I, our whole goal here with the podcast, our whole premise behind it is we just want to make people that are watching feel like they're with us in a cigar lounge because we enjoy the cigar lounge so much. We enjoy hanging out, smoking cigars, just talking about life with people. And you're only limited to the people in the lounge. But once you bring it onto the internet, the sky's the limit. And we can, like we said, we've reached people in China that contact us, say, hey, I love sitting down, watching you guys once a week and it's it's the ultimate you know thank you when somebody says that to us
1: what really struck Justin and I once and almost brought a tear to my eye you know when it was our one year some guy took the time recorded a video of himself just congratulating us and was like so happy for us so some guy who we'd never met before and he took like a minute video dm'd it to us and I was like I was getting like almost. I was like god damn I'm like Like, I don't know. I've never felt like this before. This is like so awesome. Like this person took the time to like be happy for us. And it was just, you don't really get that feeling too much of like people appreciating you and just being happy for you, you know, for stuff that you're putting out, stuff that you're doing.
0: It's interesting. Like I, I think that that's true when you're in your purpose, right? Like when you're in the space where what you're doing is, is resonating with people and is serving them, that you get that feedback. Yeah. But I think a Amen, lot of people, brother.
2: like a lot of people never get there.
0: No, I mean, they're... it's, yeah, <laughs>
2: that's, that's like exactly what, I mean, that's what it's all about really is if you could put a smile on somebody else's face, if you could provide value and you're affecting them in a positive way, even if it's just one person every single day, that's really what it's all about. So, one person every get, single day is a lot of know, people. But, it's a lot of people. It's right? a lot of people. <laughs> it's I mean, but that's but like you said, it's it's providing value to people. It's if you can affect them in a positive way. And that's we get joy out of that. When we get emails like that, like Eric said, it brought a tear to our eye. We got an email from or DM from a guy that said he had just gotten surgery and he was kind of not doing too well. He was on that that seesaw and he said that during recovery he watched our videos and it helped him get through recovery. And Eric and I were sitting there, like, man, who are we? We're just two guys that smoke cigars in my pool house, and this guy's over here, you know, battling his surgery and recovery, and he's watching us and contributing part of his recovery to our videos. And we're like, man, we're we're not doing anything. We're smoking cigars.
1: You guys are young,
2: right? Yeah, yeah, thirty. Thirty. Yeah, yeah. twenty
1: (laughs) nine. Yeah, twenty nine, thirty. You guys are young. I mean, I'm
0: I'm thirty nine. I'll be forty in November, and I've been. in into cigars since I was 19 so I'm a weirdo too but you go to most cigar lounges and it's not 30 year old guys telling people how to smoke cigars
1: right Sure, right you know no, it's not uh-huh. and, it, and that's and that's where we kind of wanted to take the Burn Down academy again we wanted to you know kind of reinvent and just being able to grow in different avenues so it's like the podcast is great what else can we do you know to grow up for this and you know, we get questions all the time of, you know, what should I do with this cigar? How do I cut this? How do I like this? How do I, how do I, how do I find a cigar I like? And, you know, it's just a common question. And uh, like you said, we just wanted to have a little more purpose. We're just giving back some more and just some information and just saying, you know, tell you instead of telling you and confusing you probably, just watch your video. We break it all down because we've all been there. I mean, I, I only started really getting cigars about four years ago. When I went walking to walk a lounge, I was like, "All right, which one's Cuban? Which one's not Cuban? Uh, how do I know this 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 company is good and this company's not good?" And there's so many different variables. And uh, you know, we just wanted to be a centralized location where you can just find that one-stop shop. and saying, "All right, uh, I'm thinking of this this cigar. Maybe the Burn Down Academy has it. Maybe I'll just check out their video and get a little educated real quick, and then make my decision." And that's all we want to do. It's,
0: it's interesting. I think cigars are one of the few retail experiences and certainly one of the only lounge experiences where this still happens, right? Like, And and you just mentioned that you're both into movies, you're into music. The record store experience is gone. The average person walking into a record store and being like, hey, I heard this thing and I want to find it. like That's not a thing anymore. And But in the cigar business, that's still very much a thing. You walk into a cigar shop and you're like, hey, I saw this on Instagram. I saw this in a cigar magazine. One of the cigar blogs I read about talked about this cigar. I'm trying to find it. And those conversations happen where you start talking to somebody else who's passionate about what you're passionate about. And you're like, "Well, we don't have that, but we have this, and it's similar in this way." Or have you tried this? Or have you tried that? And and you get other humans making recommendations for you instead of like the Google machine, right? Mm. Um, and and I feel like yeah, that's no no, no no Google machine. Uh, I feel like that's a that's a thing that keeps this industry tied together and keeps the people in, in this community tied together in an interesting way. Cause we talk to each other.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, like yeah. you guys, is there anything else you guys can think of that you buy regularly <laughs> where you are that active in talking to other people about what they're buying and what they like? Like, I don't ask anybody else what kind of yogurt to buy. <laughs>
2: no, no uh, we actually, really uh, we, t- we talked about that on a, on an episode where, we, you, just like you said, you hit a nail on the head, is in a cigar lounge, you as soon as you sit down, whoever is to the right of you, whoever is to, in front of you, to the left of you, whoever's in your vicinity, you can lean over and say, hey, man, what cigar are you smoking? And he's not going to be like and just not talk to you. He's going to say, oh, I'm smoking this thing. And you say, oh, I've never had that. And then all of a sudden you strike up a conversation and you start talking. Go to a bar. You're not going to sit do down in the bar and look to somebody and say, hey, What are you drinking? And they're going to say, oh, I'm drinking Manhattan. And all of a sudden, you start talking about liquor. Or you say, hey, what are you eating? Oh, I'm eating a steak. Shut up and let me finish my steak. (laughs) You know, you don't don't get the same feeling as you do in a cigar lounge. There's something about a cigar lounge. And it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what your background, what your profession, your religion. Doesn't matter. You sit down in a cigar lounge. Somebody sits down next to you. You guys are going to strike up a conversation. You're going to have a conversation and with anybody, any walks of life. And that's what Eric and I wanted to bring to the internet audience. We wanted people to have that same feeling. No matter who you are, no matter where you are in the world, you can put on the burn down, sit down, have a cigar. And for that hour, you're with us in a lounge talking about whatever we're talking about.
0: That's near sales, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Bang, bang, baby. The pitch game
0: is strong.
1: I'm I'm not mad about it. I love it. Relatability relatability was on point. This is spot on. There was no features and benefits. It was all emotional connection. All heart. I mean, that's that's exactly it. I mean, that's where we got it from, right? We've had, and myself personally, have had some crazy, intelligent, just mind-blowing conversations and just from all different people, doesn't matter if you walk in with a hard hat and mud on your boots or a three piece suit, or you're wearing sweatpants, you know, there's really, for the most part in the cigar lounge, there's no judgment. There's no judgment. You know, it doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter, you know, how you come off. Most times people in a cigar lounge are usually good people. You know, that's what I like about the cigar community. It's usually good people.
0: And, and that's one of the things I wanted to talk to you guys about. Both of you put out, a little bit of the the fashion content, like I, I enjoyed your interview that you did with the guy from Gents Lounge. It was, a, it was a good interview, uh, and Thank you you've, you've brought that piece to the cigar world, which I think is interesting because I feel like for the most part in the cigar reality, it's like cars and watches and and gadgets, but it's rarely fashion, right? Like that that overlap doesn't happen a lot, and I think that you guys do that pretty well but you also aren't so committed to it that you can't sit and smoke smoke cigar in a t-shirt but talk to me about you know the the community right because i think people have this perception that the cigar community is exclusive and for the wealthy and for you know these well-heeled gentlemen which sure we all aspire to be a bit but like you said i've been in plenty of cigar shops with guys with mud on their
1: boots you know, if people really wanted to get to know it, they would find out that the cigar community is the complete opposite. You know, it's not really an exclusive community. It's actually a very welcoming and opening community, you know, um, and that's another reason why we like it. One of our guests on our podcast, Ada, um, she was a cigar boss lady, and she was really new at the cigars, and, and she was kind of nervous to join the podcast. She's like, don't ask me questions about cigars. I don't really know about too much about cigars. And I was like, listen, we're not gonna talk about anything that you don't wanna, you don't wanna talk about. And it ended up being a lot, all about books and entrepreneurship and her story. And and she was so, what's the word? Um, like humbled by the experience that we weren't really overwhelming. We kind of just catered to her to her needs, if you will, and what she wanted to talk about. And uh, that interview right there was just a point proven. Like the cigar community is just very welcoming and very open. and It's a testament on Instagram. I talked to different people Every single day, people talk to me every single day. And it's just like, we're friends already. You know, it's just like, boom, ask me a question and I'll give you a whole paragraph response. And, you know, that's one reason why I think we do so well is um, we don't make it exclusive. We make it, you know, we're not always, you know, soon tied up. We do curse. We do, you know, funny, stupid little things. Sometimes we make jokes that you don't always see with sophisticated gentlemen in a a three-piece suit. You know, we do that, but we also like to have a good time. And we try to just bring a little different, you know, different factors, you know, to this to this great community.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, like, like you said, Eric, it's where we we dress the way we dress because, I mean, one, well, we we like dressing that way, but we dress that way, and then we'll act all goofy and we curse, like Eric said, a little bit, but it's actually a lot of bit. Um, <laughs> but I think the feeling is kind of, you know, you when somebody sees two guys dressed in suits, smoking cigars, drinking cocktails or bourbon, whatever, their immediate thought process is like, I'm not going to listen to these guys. These guys aren't, don't relate to me. But then when you watch us, we're just, we're just a couple guys. We just dress the way we dress. We're no different than anybody else. We just, we goof around. We get, we make fun of each other. We curse, we swear, we, you know, and then that kind of, we're trying to bring that feeling to everybody where it's doesn't matter. What you look like, like Eric said, everything is relatable. This is the one. This is the the one luxury that anybody can jo- can enjoy. Anybody can enjoy this. If you want to go out and get a five hundred dollar cigar, by all means, you can do that. But if you want to go and get a five dollar cigar, you can do that as well. And if you enjoy the five dollar cigar over a five hundred, then more power to you. Smoke the five dollar cigar. I mean, who's Nobody can tell you don't smoke it if you don't like it. And it's like Eric said, you can have mud in your boots. You can have a three-piece suit. You can be in scrubs. And all three, you can sit around a cigar table, enjoy a cigar, and have a good conversation.
0: Absolutely. So, so you, you brought up an interesting point because I, I love this discussion. And and we're talking about you know the, the high and the low in the cigar market. What's the most ridiculous cigar that you guys have had, budget-wise? What's, what's the biggest splurge?
2: Oh, 125 bucks, 150. Hoo-ha!
0: All right, what, what'd you drop a hundred and a half on? Because I know you remember. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, 100, 100,
2: 120, depending on where you get it, is the um, Opus X BBMF. Oh, that's a great stands for, stands for Big Bad Motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Yep. Whoever <laughs> doesn't know, but that can go for 100 to 120, depending on where you get it. Um, Davidoff Royal Release mm-hmm. is up there, 100 plus. Um, both fantastic sticks. Um, Cohiba Bahiks are... They ain't cheap. <laughs> they, they ain't cheap either. Um, those are the three that I would say that I've had that range anywhere between 100 and 150, depending on where you get them, what their supply and demand is. But I mean, I don't really recall off the top of my head how much of a heap a cost right now, but it's over 100. It's, it's not.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's over 100 if you're buying single sticks for sure.
2: Right. And again, where Eric and I actually talk about this too is that we don't really buy. Shut up. We don't really buy um, full boxes because we like to have a little bit of variety. I don't want to commit to a whole box of cigars if I've never tried it before. Um, yes, but to get back on point, yeah, that's that's probably it. Eric,
1: what have uh? I, what have you smoked? Justin's a way more of a high roller than me when it comes to that. I, I can. I don't think I've even. I think the most I ever spent was like 60 bucks on a cigar. Which but, is still plenty. Which is still super expensive. But I mean, even like a $20 cigar is even expensive, but I haven't had too many experiences where I was like Royal release. I'm dropping a hundred
2: bucks on that. <laughs> I,
1: Your day will I come. Didn't,
2: I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> yeah. I, I have to caveat here. I didn't pay a hundred. It was gifted to me, but <laughs> the other, the other two I did, but this one was gifted. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I've I've mostly
1: got been given and gifted expensive cigars. I never, you know, when you know, when it comes to expensive cigars, we just one. You know, it goes back to everything how I buy things. I don't really buy too many regular clothes. You know, if it's like, you know, if I can buy four T-shirts and it lasts me two years, all right, I'm good go with the four T-shirts. I'm gonna spend a hundred dollars on a cigar It's gonna last me one hour, and I'd rather probably just get it from someone else and just spend twenty out hundred dollars on five twenty dollars cigars.
0: I, I can't disagree with that point of view, and, and it's, it's funny. So the, the only Bajik I've had was gifted to me. And it was actually recently. I smoked it earlier this week. Uh, it was good. It was, it was very good, actually. <laughs> when I was in uh, Florida back before quarantine and before everything shut down, we could still travel, and like, the world was normal-ish. Uh, I was at Neptune Cigar in Fort Lauderdale, yeah. and cool. they happened to have one Steve Saka unicorn left.
1: Ah. Uh, okay.
0: So it's in the humidor, and it's just chilling, and and I'm planning to smoke it for my 40th, because that seemed reasonable. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes. I'll let you guys know how it is.
2: <laughs> well, actually, you, you bring up a, a good uh, point, and I've been asked this because people, they always ask about what's in, what's in the humidor, um, and they, uh, another question is, what's the most expensive c- cigar that you have? But you said that you had bought that and you're letting it sit in order to smoke it on a special occasion, and I think that's kind of, I tell people the same thing. I go, why do you spend $100 on a BBMF if you're not going to smoke it? I said, because it's an investment to a milestone that I'm waiting to hit, right? when I get married, when I have my first kid, when you hit a business milestone, when you have a grandkid, when you when you have certain milestones that come up in your life, you can celebrate with certain things. So if you've spent the money and now it's sitting in there and you're just waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting. And again, if you've smoked it before, right? right. Or if you've heard very good things about it, then you can spend, it's like buying uh, you know, a bottle of bourbon, a Pappy Van Winkle. If you're going to spend $500 on a bottle, but you're going to open it, when you have a grandkid, it's 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 a special moment that it that yeah. comes along with the cigar. So I'm okay with spending a hundred bucks if that hundred bucks is going to be um, representative of this certain milestone.
0: Those investment cigars, those special cigars, it's like a promise
2: to yourself. Hmm. Go away looking at it. And, and like you said, you, you invest it, and then it's all right if I now you make like you say, you make a promise. And if I don't hit this goal, then I'm not smoking the cigar and I just threw away a hundred bucks for nothing. Yep. And now you could, you know, some people say, well, then you can just smoke it. I'm like, yeah, well then you're breaking a promise to yourself and that's one of the worst promises to break. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I don't know what that says about your character.
2: <laughs> exactly. And we've talked about this too. It's all about, it's all about character. It's about who you are as a person, who you are when nobody is watching you, everybody can be a great person on camera when all the lights are on and the TV's watching but who are you behind behind the scenes off camera when nobody's watching are you doing the things that you're supposed to be doing which leads you to hitting that goal and you finally hit the goal and you go now I can pull out that cigar and it makes and regardless yeah. of the cigar shit or not you're going to enjoy it because of the oh. moment that you're celebrating smoking that i have
1: a quote here in my Bring phone it. and it, it says a cigar is not made to be habitual it's made to signify success achievements and milestones and i mean that's everything that you guys just said right there wow Boom. and because i mean i don't know i don't know about you carl but i don't smoke a cigar every day maybe in the summer i'll smoke maybe a cigar three four five times a week but you know i don't i don't really make it a thing to smoke a cigar every day because to me the the anticipation the experience kind of gets watered down a little bit so give it I, time I, you know, my I,
0: friend give it time
2: <laughs> 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 right
1: now at this, this point in time that's that's my that's my mindset you know my my thing about not smoking every day is that i feel like i don't you know at this point in time i don't deserve to smoke a cigar every day because mm. i feel like a cigar is time to reflect and it's a little mini win for the day so if i smoke it every day you know, like I said, it kind of gets watered down. I want to be at a certain point in my life. Well, if I smoke a cigar every day, it's like, I earn this. I deserve it. I know, I know I deserve it. I don't feel bad, not that I feel bad, but you know, it's just, it's just a mindset. It's just a mindset thing.
0: Uh, I had this thing that I wrote down the other day that just came to me. Somebody probably said it that's way smarter than me and, and it just popped up in my brain. But realizing that when you decide that you're deserving of the things that you want, getting them becomes really easy.
2: Yes. Absolutely. Amen to that, brother. And so, like, if you're saying to yourself that a cigar
0: is for a day where you accomplished something that was significant, all I hear you saying right now is that you haven't decided that you're worthy of accomplishing something significant every day. But I already believe you are. You no, know,
1: I just, uh, it's, you know, shit. <laughs> getting real, getting shit. real, real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a point in my life where I'm just not mentally there yet to be like, I could sit back and just be like, without my mind racing, because your mind's always I gotta do this, I gotta do this, I gotta do this, so when you smoke a cigar, you don't want to be thinking about the things you have to do you want to be thinking no. about what you have done and the reflection you know and the reflection uh of the things that you've accomplished so uh you know that that's just that's just how I am I mean you got the little things to win every single day but like I said, it's just like a goal. It's just a goal that I, you know, I just want to like reach and attain so I can get there.
2: You know what? You know, it's actually, I'm going to actually take take it like on a different way of looking at it Cause, so I, I smoke a cigar about every single day. Like on average, if you average it out the year, I smoke a cigar no, one then day. Some days it's okay. twice, some days it's not. But I look at a cigar sometimes where it's a form of meditation to me <clears> is, you know, I can use it like as Eric's pointing out, where okay, if I, you know, these are my things, this is my list for today, these are the things I want to accomplish. If I check everyone off of my list, boom, I'm done. Today is a win, I can smoke a cigar. But I also look at it is sometimes life gets very hectic, like life gets very um, busy, especially you know, when you're working full time, you're doing a side hustle, you're doing all these other things. It's a way to sit back, have a cigar sit for you know either I'm listening to some music or I'm sitting in silence just listening to uh, I got a lot of trees in the backyard there's a lot of birds chirping and squirrels running around and dogs barking as you heard but it's a way to sit and I can be at one with my own thoughts for an hour or an hour and a half whatever it is I can sit there reflect on things I've done in the past wins that I've had you know think about visualize the future of things that I want to do and how I'm going to do that and where I'm going to be in five years. It's, it's a form of therapy to me, whether it be, you know, gym. When I would go to the gym, it was a form of therapy where you could take your frustrations out on the weights. Cigars is another way. It's another form of therapy. It's a way that I can be at one of my thoughts, reflect on my goals, visualize my future and just sit and recharge, bring myself back to neutral for what? 10 bucks.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, you need to visualize and attack. <laughs> Exactly.
1: Visualizing a task. Exactly. <laughs> so it's the cheapest therapy session you'll be paying for.
2: Yep. Don't don't I know it. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 funny because it's like it's funny that I'm just thinking this right now. It's we say it's the cheapest form of therapy, right? But we do it every single day. We don't go to therapy every single day. You go every once a week. So it's like all right, so I pay a hundred dollars, two hundred, three hundred dollars an hour once a week. What I spend fifteen bucks a day a day on a cigar. Say, don't dollar cost average my cigar habit. Don't do that to me.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> it's like we said, it's a luxury anybody can enjoy. You can sit back and just be it by yourself, no distractions, no interruptions, turn the phone off, just sit, read a book, and and, and be, you know, be living in the moment. Be in the moment, yeah. right then yeah. and there. It's so funny because I feel like culturally there's this perception
0: that Success comes from the hustle. But most people in the cigar community, at least the ones that I've I've had the good fortune to interact with, half the stories I hear, people find success on the stuff that you do by mistake. That so you you wind up going, well, we'll see if this works, and if it doesn't, it was a good experience, and then it turns into five years of something that you're doing that goes really, really well.
2: I mean, I find I find it interesting what you said. It's like success kind of happens from mistakes that turn into, you know, your successes. And it's kind of, you know, a lot, I read a lot of books. There was one book where called by Simon Sinek called start with why and great they book. talk about great book. And they talk about how you want to, you don't want to focus on, you know, what it is like, wh- you know, what, or how I have to do it. No focus on why, and then the what and the how will manifest themselves. And like you said, in those mistakes. If you're focusing on why do I need to go out and, and do this and do that, what, what's my, my main focus, then things are just kind of, you know, opportunities will, will present themselves and you just got to grab them. Like Eric and I had done with the burn down. I also think it, you know, success also comes from
1: just doing the little mundane habits day in and day out. Because, I mean, without your, without the little things doing every single day, without your little mundane habits that aren't always the funnest, aren't the things that you don't want to do, but continually do that to get where you want to be, that's what really leads you to X or Y or success or whatever it is. Because, you know, we're both in sales, you know, part of it is talking to people, part of it is calling on people, part of it is like getting up when you feel like shit and putting a smile on. And it sometimes it is it feels like a little mundane habit. You're like, oh, I don't want to do this, but you know what? You're like, well, I got to put on my best face right now because this is going to get me to X. And you know that, that's just that's just how I think. Even even as far as making your bed, you know, start start the day off with a win. Make your bed. Like this the cheapest win. It's the cheapest yeah. win. It's so easy. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Eric, you freaking hit the nail on the head. Right? Success lies in your daily habits. What do you do every single day? that's going to chalk yeah. up a win for that day. Ooh, like little right things, those bed, little things. No problem. I'll make the bet. Right? It's those little wins that add up to the big wins.
0: All right. What are, your, what are your top three? What are your little wins, top three, that you guys like to do every day? Top
2: three. Okay. Well, one is read. One is right. read. Have to read every single day. Um, I have to write in my journal every single day, writing in a journal is, is gratitude, affirmations, daily goals, values, writing in the, in the journal every single day, um, and then doing something for my physical health every single day, something for, to, for my physical well-being. If it, Even if it's a rest day, just making sure that I eat properly, even if I you know, may go for a run, go outside, get some fresh air, something for physical health. And there's a couple other things. Doing something, you know, for family, whether it's calling your parents, calling oh. a loved one, just. But three, uh, there's four. I give you four. You gave me four. It's good four.
1: Eric, what are, <laughs> you, are your top three? Uh, I mean, like Justin said, like I have a I have a gratitude reflection affirmation thing that I do every single day. Um, that's one of them. The other one is just doing something kind for somebody, whether it's just holding the door open or just saying, "Hey, man, I like your socks today. Those look good." Or you know, like nice bun down, Carl, you look good today. You got fresh haircut? Thank you. You know, you know and, uh, you know, just trying to, you know, bring some kind of, uh, you know, just be doing nice to for somebody. And also just, oh, I I always try to be the most positive person wherever I am. And I, I take a lot of pride in that because there's a lot of negativity out there. So a little one for me is mm-hmm. just trying to think, you know, the glass is half full as opposed to half empty because every single day you're going to face some kind of negativity, whether it's little as getting a ticket for your, you know, parking in the wrong spot or not making the red light. Um, you know, just trying to think of the opposite side of that, as opposed to falling into that trap.
2: I mean, Eric, I, like, your I like what you said, Eric, I like what you said about, um, the, the something kind for somebody. Um, cause I, I call, I call it, uh, like whenever I I'd tell people, I say just arc it. ARK it a R K act of random kindness So they just arc it give you know three arcs a day one arc a day whatever it is uh, but that's i'm i'm 100 behind you on that one because it. i love it it's provi- It's being kind to other people it's spreading the love spreading the positivity just do something whether it's holding the door for somebody just something to make that person person's day a little bit better
0: well, I mean, exactly. and it changes your point of view because you're, you're shifting out of the limited, like the, the limited resource thinking, which is about I have to get to X today because I mm-hmm. need, right? Into the abundant resource thinking. Of I have the ability to give X to somebody else today. And yep. even if the only thing you have in abundance in that moment is positive attitude that's that's it's creating that that energy exchange right absolutely absolutely that stuff matters like where did you guys hear what i'm so curious because (laughs) i have conversations like this a lot this is the kind of stuff that i I thoroughly enjoy having discussions about it's also one of the things i think that and it's part of why I, i started this podcast is i wanted to have Deeper conversations with humans, not just talk about you know cigars and cars and watches. I love all of those things. I am um, if it burns petrol, I'm excited level. by it. But on a deeper <laughs> level, like I, I, I want to talk to humans about their experience as humans because Ugh. there are so many incredible people that exist in the world. One of them is up there flying
2: an airplane, really, really close to my house right now. <laughs> He's having a good time, man. <laughs> He's having a blast.
0: <laughs> uh, but like, When did you guys realize that was a thing? Like, How did that happen for you? Because again, you guys are young guys. And, and I feel like these are not conversations that... You don't have these conversations in school. You don't have these conversations in college. You don't have these conversations at you know, your early career jobs. At least most people don't. Like, Where
1: did this stuff come from for you? How did you stumble into this kind of thinking and, and this space? Uh, I mean, for me, it was, you know, just my upbringing, my parents, you know, just seeing, seeing them face adversity and even like myself, like I would come home from, from school one day and I'd be like, oh my God, I had to do this math test. This is so annoying. We're never going to learn this. And my dad's like, well, it's good to be well-rounded. And I'm like, oh, I guess, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I, I'm learning information. Or if I'm just pissed off about something like, you know, I got to pay this, I got to pay this, this, and then he goes. You pay it off and and it's over with. What, what are you gonna complain about it? I'm like, I'm like, all right, all right, yeah, I I, I guess I guess that's the way I'm looking at it, and that's why I kind of got that half glass half full type of thing. It's like every single day you're gonna come up with things that piss you off, but it's your responsibility to not really affect you and kind of just get over it and not really, you know, crowd your brain with negative thought, and um, and that's really what it's from. I truly, you know, and just. I don't know. It's a good question. My parents, really. I can't really think of anything else. And then just kind of veering off. um, You know, my father had a little entrepreneurial side, and I always admire that about him. And then that's where I kind of got through the motivational and entrepreneurship podcast and just that mindset of just thinking differently than everyone else. And then just just reading. You know, this last two years, I just took up reading a lot. Um, I never really liked reading until... I'm really moving my own and I just wanted to obtain more information and just be more unique person, have a more diverse mindset than most people. And, uh, and that's what really, that's what really draws me to being better, being a better person, having a a good mindset and kind of just being a very positive person because believe it or not, majority of the world is very negative. There's a lot of negative people out there and it's always harder to find someone that's positive and someone that's half full as opposed to half empty. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, so I got to give kudos to my parents, really.
0: Well, much respect to your parents. That's awesome. What about you, Justin? How did that happen uh, for you?
2: Well, I mean, I, well, for, for one, I mean, I don't want to branch out and get this into, like, a, uh, a different, you know, a religious topic. But I, I grew up as a, a Christian, and one of the, you know, the main things is, is the golden rule is just do unto others m- more than you do for yourself. Right? So it's just giving more value to other people. And that was kind of the, the start of it. But then also reading definitely opened my mind up to the, the growth mindset, the abundance mindset, the the gratitude. One of the first books that I ever and – and like Eric, I hated reading. I hated it because the only reading I ever did was forced reading. It was reading that I had to do for school. Yeah, it wasn't exactly. reading that I wanted to do. So the first book that I picked up was actually given to me by my mother was called the secret by, I believe it's Rhonda Burns. Um, And that was the first um, PMA book, positive mental attitude book that I read. And it talked about positive mindset, growth, mindset, gratitude, giving mindset, living in abundance, living in the fact that I have more than I, than I need so I can give to other people. And when you do that, I believe that the Lord blesses you with more of the things that you already have and gives you more because you feel that you already have plenty that you can give to more. So he's just going to keep giving to you so that you can continue to give more to people. I mean, that's just what I believe. And I don't want to, like I said, bring into a religious debate here or a religious conversation, but that's kind of how, how I started into it. And I started just reading more and more and more of these positive mental attitude books. Like for instance, we, you know, we talked about books. I know one of Eric's favorites, think and grow rich. Um, same author another one oh, amazing book amazing same book. author produced um, outwitting the devil which yeah. o- always talks about how how to not be a drifter how the devil creates drifters in the world by just soaking into their fears and pouring more of their fears and then they just don't do anything to accomplish their dreams and i just thought so many people so many people yeah, napoleon hill and, was, and a, was a
0: monster it, it is, and was way it's ahead just of all the books time.
2: like that. Yeah, it's all books like that that just I keep reading into them, and, and pretty much every single book that you read of every single massive success icon in whatever industry it is, they all have the same thing. It's gratitude, live in abundance, positive mindset, um, generosity. It's all the same thing, just different backgrounds different you know industries but all stems off of just give to people give more whatever it is that you have to give it doesn't have to be monetary everybody thinks that giving is monetary no it's not it could be you could be giving your time one of the most valu- the most valuable asset that you have is time literally make, make the more money thing, <laughs> the one thing that you cannot make more of is time so when you give your time away to people that's the ultimate thing that you can give away and most and most people think, well, well, what if I I don't I have to give money away? No, give time. Time is more valuable than money, because once you give it away, you can't get it back. You can give a million dollars away and go make a million, but if you give an hour away, you can't get an hour back. So, just, if you learn that, things- I want I want to know.
0: <laughs> like if you figure out how to get hours back, because. I've definitely uh, done I mean, some things where I'm like, oh, that hour's never coming back.
2: <laughs> I, mean, I tell you, you right gotta, you now, gotta, smoking this is definitely not getting hours back. i will just to say that right now. So
1: <laughs> you got to find the DeLorean with the flex capacitor and be able to travel back in time,
0: dude. Uh, yeah, I mean, if I find one, I'll, I'll, we're we're all
2: going for a ride. No, no question <laughs> about it. <It's laughs> but I think I, I mean, it stems from from just from from reading from. Like you, like, like both of you guys said is every single day living in gratitude, writing down what you're grateful for, really feeling what you're grateful for, giving to others, pouring that kindness into others. That's how, that's how you stay in that, that positive mindset and that peak mindset every single day. And it's, it's fun because people say, do you really write down the same thing? every?" I said, yeah, every single day I write down, it's the same set of values. It's the same goals. It's the same affirmations. Like every single day, I write it down. I go, why? Because you remind yourself. If you start the day writing down those things, it's a yeah. refresher. Say, like, all right, I started the day writing down what am I? What do I value in my life? What are my goals that I'm working for towards? And what are my affirmations that are reflective of those values and those goals? You write those down every single day. You'll never forget them. So now, if somebody comes up to you and says, "What are your goals?" I can I can spit them out. Boom! I know exactly what I'm working for. That's so powerful. It is. You'll never yeah. forget them. It it keeps you in that mindset, keeps you focused. Because if you stop doing it, then a month can go by and people can say, "Well, what are you you know What do you value in life?" You can ask ask anybody, "What do you value in life?" And oh, most God. of the you're time, you're in the headlights. They're not gonna. They're not gonna say. It. They're gonna have to start spitting. Uh, I, I. I don't know. But if somebody were asking, "What do you value in life?" I can spit them right out. Family, health, impact, influence, freedom of time and money. All these things I write down. This is what I value.
1: Yep. yep. Amen, brother. I, I write the same. I write the same things down. My thing is, you know, freedom of time and location. But uh, you know, many many people in interviews and like even at my job when I first started, they're like, you know, our – know what do you value most and i was just like you know i want i want to be on the right side of time i want time to be on my yeah. side i don't want to be working against it because once, oh, you know, once, you, once, once time is working against you you're uh, catching up you know what i mean so that's why it goes back to the whole cigar thing every day you know it, it's yeah. it's it, that's, that's that's what it is you want time on your side you don't want to be catching up and saying oh i, I gotta get there you want to be like I can enjoy this. It's a Wednesday at two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm in time is on my side. It's oh. not working. You know
2: what I mean?
1: Oh. <sighs> Dude, that Dude, is guys... that is
2: freaking huge. That is huge. Because it's like this, There's there's like that was one of the things, and I know Eric. One of the other things that you wrote you write down, and I write down the same is kindness and love, um, and then oh. continuous continuous growth and self help, and and another one being self love. But the that being on the right side of time, it's like. One of the ultimate goals, and we 've all been in agreement is that freedom of time, freedom of location, freedom of money is at this very like being able to sit down at this very moment and being i'm okay i'm okay I can do what i'm doing right now and not worry about the bills getting paid about mm-hmm. x, y, and z because it's all taken care of, and I have yeah. the freedom to do this at this very moment, and that is a huge freedom to have and once you get that once you realize that it's 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 like, like so powerful yeah oh, there's like no going drug. back yeah <laughs> you are just on nut. you you've hit an ultimate win you're on another level it's it's great it really is that's is, that's is huge that's a nugget just drop the freaking yeah. mic right there that's on good. the and right side of time
0: i just say i don't think i've ever heard anybody say it that way and i really really like that i'm, I'm gonna steal that from you <laughs>
2: take it man
1: take it and, Bam.
0: Yeah. That's, that's solid. Guys, this has been a pleasure. I I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. I feel like we could do this a dozen more times and not run out of stuff to talk about. <laughs> <Thank>
1: <laughs> you I don't know. think Thank so. you. Yeah, Thank no. you, man.
0: You know, much appreciated. Uh, I'm looking forward to, to this episode coming out and people being able to share it. Before we go, a couple of quick things. Uh, one, follow both of these guys. The Dapper, Dapper Cigar, Cigar and Brother Cigar. Follow both of those phenomenal Instagram accounts. Super inspirational. Also, follow the podcast, the Burn Down Podcast, and the Burn Down Academy. Check both of those out. What What else is going on that we need to share with people? What else do people need to know about?
2: Follow us on. You know, we have a YouTube channel. It's not just a podcast. If you want to, if you're a visual person, you can watch us on the YouTube. Just Google Burn Down Podcast. You'll find us. Go to YouTube. Type in Burn Down Podcast. You can even type in Cigar Podcast. We'll pop up. Um, give us a like. Give us a subscribe drop a comment um we we respond to all comments we respond to all messages um just we want to thank all for having us on here we we enjoyed it a lot which this was a very um unique experience uh, yes i it was a very nice conversation and i enjoy these conversations a lot talking about not just the the small chit chat we're talking about goals and dreams and visualization of gratitude and all these positive mental attitude topics so thank you for having us Mm -hmm.
0: Eric, Justin, thank you so much for that conversation. It was a blast. Thank you for listening. Uh, since this recording, I smoked the Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust Unicorn. Uh, I think that Steve Saka built something that is really special in the cigar. But I, I think we hit on a truth in this discussion. And, and I got to say that as a regular part of my rotation, at that price point, that cigar is probably not going to be you know, a, a go-to smoke for me. Uh, But as a special experience for my 40th, Canada 10, I would repeat that. and I would not change a thing. I would do it exactly the same way Buy a year ahead of time, stick it in a humidor, sit on it. Like not only did that cigar create an experience for me in that moment, it created a ton of little experiences in the process where it was like check-ins with myself about the special experience of finding this hard-to-find cigar and then what I was hanging on to it for kind of connecting the past and the future and a bit of this like time travel experience around one cigar Super, super cool. I highly recommend that you try it. Uh, set some cigar goals, decide what you want to smoke in a year, and spend some time looking for it, and then sit on it. Don't just smoke it right away. I mean, if you want to, do because it's a great cigar, it's a great cigar. Uh, but I think that that opportunity of setting uh, some intentions for yourself and hanging on to some cigars in order to wait for you to achieve a certain goal is really a, a unique experience uh, that most of us can enjoy. So that said, don't forget to check out www.cigarnevorepodcast.com where you'll find show notes for this and every episode, including links and descriptions for all the cigars discussed. This is your host, Carl Brown. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram as at Stogie Fiend. You can follow the podcast as at Cigarnevore Podcast. You can also find us on Facebook as the cigarnivore Podcast. Uh, Please do connect with us on social, send us photos, send us your cigar goals. We'd love to see it. Send us stuff you've smoked. We'd love to see it. You guys are a part of the Cigar Nivore family. This isn't just about me and having great conversations. It's about connecting you with all of these awesome people in the cigar industry, connecting you with these people who, you know, make cigar smoking a part of their life and a part of their success plan, a part of their mental health routine. Uh, and, uh, and and I would love to see how that that lives in your life as well. So hit us up, tag uh, at Cigarnevore Club, and post your cigar pictures. Post your smoking environment. You know whatever is going on in, in your cigar life, we would love to see it. Uh, again, thanks for listening, and stay ashy, my friends.